Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Did you catch that? Probably not. That's the sound of green hushing, the latest buzzword in sustainability which consultancy Southpool says is now the new norm. So what exactly is green hushing? We are in I think companies I'm not just talking about us, it's businesses are in a really dilemma that on one hand you are expected to invest in it. On the other hand, you have to really justify to your stakeholders, investors, why do I need to put the money in green? Right. So it's also the, the ROI that you know investors are looking at. Why are you building green, you know, while you know you sell at the same market rate anyway? can't you know sell it higher because consumers especially in Singapore they are not willing to share the prices yet and uh, I think uh, they're also you know the, the level of green consumerism and preference is not there yet not quite there yet especially in Asia so we are really like stuck in this you know in, in, in the center that you are expected to do more and then when you look at global best practices, especially, you know, companies have global presence. We operate in 29 countries and regions. We are not just looking at Singapore regulations and expectations. We also need to look at like, okay, global best practices, whether it's the MSCI, Dow Jones, FUSI, and also most important one is actually the, the SBTI, science-based target. When you set target, it should be backed by science, backed by data. It should not be, oh, that's my lucky number, 68%. Uh, that's it. You know? So we need to really back by science, which is actually very difficult. Yeah. So um, how do we strike that balance mm. that you want, you are, you're expected to be ambitious to drive change. And realistic at the same time. And you also have to like, mm. and that if you are setting target that is not ambitious enough, as VTI say, no, go back to your drawing ball. And in fact, it is known fact that SBTI is really throw away, you know, and reject a lot of application. For us, we took, it took us eight months to convince them. My first set of target is that it's too easy, please go back. And SBTI is meant to be drive you with, with you from behind. You can't uh, achieve it today or tomorrow. But if you, by 2030, you better work very hard this, you know, 10 years. You know, at that time, it was 2017 when we applied. So it was like, we still have plenty time. But today, businesses are, are facing even more, you know, harder, you know, really harder challenges because you know, the lead time is only like less than seven years now. And uh, on the other hand, you also have to convince your stakeholders and your, you know, top bosses, top management that can we set this target? Can we talk about it? And that is where Green Hush is, is all about that, you know, a lot of company like that, they say they are not going to talk about publicly mm -hmm. any target. Their sustainability officers are large. In case they can't reach the, the goal. Yeah. So, so it's side. really very, very challenging for sustainability yeah. professionals. Yeah. And then we are pushing for reporting, transparent and prompt reporting. On the other hand, it's like, you're like, you feel like you're a gag, you know, because you don't ask for support. That was Esther An, Chief Sustainability Officer of CDL, speaking at a recent press talk on greenwashing and green hushing. Now, in its fourth year, South Pole's Net Zero report includes insights from 1,400 global sustainability executives to understand what drives their big climate commitments, what they see as risks, and what solutions they're turning to, and how their organizations are progressing on a net zero emissions journey. According to the report, 
44% of surveyed companies say external communication on climate targets has become more difficult in just the past year. In fact, 58% are decreasing communications as a result, and 18% do not plan to publicize their science-based targets at all. On the flip side, though, 93% still see communication of their net zero strategy as being key to commercial success. So why are some companies then green hushing? Well, interestingly, according to the South Pole report, companies with the most ambitious net zero target dates, that's by 2030 or earlier, 70% are decreasing communications with growing industry requirements or regulations given as the number one reason. And 86% have increased net zero budgets, making it the group of companies that have increased their budgets the most. We must remember that green hushing is not to be confused with greenwashing. Greenwashing is common among businesses. It is about making claims that the company or the products are environmentally friendly. Sometimes it is unintended, but most often it is even deliberate. Greenwashing can take many forms. For example, it might involve misleading claims, uh, say about a product making made of recycled paper or about having high levels of energy efficiency. And also another form is attaching imagery such as green forests with animals or even blue oceans with dolphins and whales and the products being advertised really have nothing to do with forests or oceans. As consumers, we must be very beware of such techniques being used by businesses to entice purchase. That summary of greenwashing by Professor Lawrence Lowe, Director Centre for Governance and Sustainability at NUS. But it's not all doom and gloom, or should I say hushing and washing. According to the South Pole Report, climate action is alive and thriving among climate-conscious companies, with 83% of those having set a net-zero target. For surveyed companies... 2025 to 2030 is the most common net zero target year range. In fact, almost 80% of companies surveyed have set a net zero target date of 2030 at the latest. And 81% of businesses claim to be on track to meet those net zero goals. That said, though, South Pole questions whether these goals are realistic and if companies truly understand how difficult it is to meet net zero targets, which include scope 3 emissions. Another key finding by South Pole is that everyday companies are lagging behind, and they say this may be a more accurate indicator of how businesses are going to decarbonize. So this is what South Pole did. South Pole's Market Insights team analysed its proprietary database of 77,000 companies, including the global Fortune 500, major stock indices and all CDP and GRI reporting companies. They compared the database analysis with the survey of net zero companies 
and found that of the 77,000 companies, just 8% have set a net zero emissions target. That's a 75% drop compared to climate conscious companies that they surveyed. In fact, just 2.5% of database companies have committed to achieving net zero by or before 2030. Around one third have set a date between 2031 and 2040, and around two thirds are looking at 2041 and 2050. Now that's a stark contrast to the surveyed companies, where over three quarters of respondents are aiming to hit net zero targets on or before 2030. South Pole says the later target dates among everyday companies may be a more realistic reflection of how long it's going to take for the majority of businesses to decarbonize complex Scope 3 value chain emissions. What do you think? That's quite a staggering gap between 2030 and 2050 targets. You can read the full South Pole report on their website. I'm Rachel Kelly and you've been listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3.